Welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your guest on today's Kill Your Internet podcast is, I'm, I'm pumped for this one, uh, producer, engineer, fucking studio owner, label owner, fellow Northeast Philadelphia, and we have the legend, Mr. Will Yip, on today. Will, how are we doing today, buddy? Dude, what, what is up? I, this, is, this is an <laughs> honor to be a part of such a, such a cool Philly connection right now. So I'm, I'm It's so what stoked. it's all about, dude. So I, I, I told you before this, but like, I didn't know you were a Northeast Philly guy. And like, I was talking to somebody yeah. else on this podcast recently. I think it was Smitty from Barstool. I had one of the guys from Barstool Sports on. And I oh, was awesome. like, dude, yeah. like meeting people from Philly, especially like in the creative field, like you don't think of like Northeast Philadelphia as like an artist haven per se, but like to meet someone <laughs> who's like fucking doing dude. it. Yeah, yeah, you know what's crazy? Uh, I totally, you know, being from Northeast Philly, I totally understand that. But yeah. it's because all the artists, you know what I mean? All, all of us that, that were doing stuff, we were just in our basements. We were like yeah. locked, we were, we were locked in because <laughs> we didn't want to go out into the street. We, we didn't want to go out into the world and like, what fucking, you know, do pills for our homies in the, yeah. you know what I mean? that, that around the corner you know what yeah. i mean yeah Damn, that is the most we're getting, literally, we're real real fast that is the literally like the most like perfect interpretation is like yo i didn't want to have to go do 30s with my boys down at the playground <laughs> and we're, oh, we got real God. real quick that, i mean dude it's a connection right away man uh we start off yeah. every interview with just yeah. asking dude what's quarantine been like for you oh um you know I, I like for everyone it's been tough um especially with artists and musicians and bands you know what i mean and yeah. who i'm I, i'm surrounded by it's been super tough because you know no one not only, not only can we not work like everybody else in the world but um it's it you know it's, it's hard to see the the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. you know what i mean because you know especially musicians yourself included you know music shows you know it was the first to go and it's probably gonna be the last to come back you Isn't know what that i mean the most fucked up part uh, it's like they're yeah there is no direct timeline for what we can do, but yep, it yep. just feels and, like we're just at the end of the totem pole. Like they, like I was laughing because yeah. I was on, I was on a plane <laughs> like three days ago and uh, the plane was yeah. completely full, like literally 400 people on a tube. Yeah. Sky. Oh, shit. And yeah. I was just, and to myself, I, I leaned to the guy next to me and I'm like, so we can't put anybody in a music venue and like space it out or yeah. like something <laughs> happen, bro. And like, so yeah. As a producer, yeah. like, and you're a studio rat, obviously, and we're going to get into that, but yep. I mean, have you been working more or less, or has it been more, has anything changed? Uh, oh, yeah, a lot, a lot has changed. Um, I never not work, no matter what, I, ne I never not work. You know, when um, the lockdown happened, you know, we took time away from, obviously, uh, just keep safe from yeah. from bringing bands in, like no no bands were coming in for a few months. And then I still had, I'm always behind. I'm, I always have like <laughs> three or four records that I'm behind on to yeah. rather mixing or finishing or, or whatever. So I, I was always busy and I kind of used that time just to catch up. Um, but yeah, yeah if, if anything, it's probably a little, even a little crazier now because all my homies, they just want to make music. Yeah. You know, they all want to make music. So we've been finding ways to do it safely, you know, and and make sure that people, my, my coworkers here are safe. So yep. we, we started to get bands tested before we start a record. Smart. And then they come in here and they just live and we work together. So it's like... I'm grateful for that, that I'm not just doing like sessions here and there, you know, yeah. with like, you know, and, and it sucks for those that have to deal with that. And it's really hard. I'm grateful and lucky that bands, you know, artists come here and they, they, they live here, you know, that's even pre pandemic, they live here. So they just stay in our bubble. We basically create our own NBA bubble 
every oh, six that's weeks. Fucking yeah. awesome. And I think that's yeah. the wildest thing to me too. And and it's something I talk uh, with a lot of musicians about because we are one of the bands that like we had the option to move into Nashville or the option to move into LA. Yeah. We just were like, dude, we're not those people. Like we want to stay in Philly and yeah. make it happen here. Yeah. As someone who's obviously had fucking wild success and obviously has worked with a bunch of people and you're having people come to you. Like, was there ever yeah. a moment in time where you were like, Hey, maybe the, the grass would be greener moving to LA or New York or Nashville or some shit like that. Um, you know, I, 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 not, not really. I like that, that it's, just, it's just, I, I think my energy is, you know, you know, I'm just inspired by what's around me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it always felt right. Philly just felt right. It just felt like my blood. You know what I mean? Being in the area just felt, felt, it's just in my blood. And, um, and that Philly attitude, our work ethic, you yeah. know what I mean? That we're so notoriously known for. Oh, you know? that's, that's the realest shit though. When that, you do go other places yeah. and it's like, I never want to yeah. like directly say it to someone's face when I'm like, yeah in LA or some shit like that. I don't want to be like, yo, you motherfuckers <laughs> move half speed. Like you don't get it. Yo, like, dude, honestly, if I moved, if we moved on to, to the beach, we moved to Malibu, you know what yeah. I mean? I'll, you'll, you'll see my work, my work, my work output probably cut in half. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you're, you're in you know, country. It's not like you're like, you're staring out into the ocean. You're chilling. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the city yeah. Here. So, you know, straight up our studio, you can't see, uh, but our studio, there's no windows. So I it's like that. a big casino. Yeah. So we're just working. Yes. So I, every single day I come in at, at 9 a.m. and then I leave at 9 p.m. Yep. And I don't see the day disappear. I just work. I just work. You know what I mean? It's probably not the healthiest thing, but it's healthy for my workflow. You know what uh, I mean? So, me, me and um, you were fucking peas in a pod, dude. I'm telling yeah, you right now. Like that yeah. is I, I've used the phrase. It's like being in a casino a million times because there's yep. no clocks. Hell yeah. There's no window. Yep. And it's usually filled with smoke, so it's it's one of those yeah. things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my environment. I'm grateful for where I came from, and yeah. um and just the energy around me. You know, I can't. You know, I do a lot of work. You know, uh, one of my record labels based in in Manhattan. You know yeah. what I mean? So you know, I, I do a lot of pro- projects every now and then. Sessions, writing sessions, L.A., New York, or whatever. And you know, we, I scratch the itch. I scratch the itch of like of course, you know man. getting to hang in a different environment. But home. This is home. This is home. Yeah. Bro, for me, the hardest part was, and because during quarantine, I would say in the first like three weeks of quarantine, I probably like put demos down for like 40 songs. And then all of a yeah. sudden, my all of my kind of like inspiration just kind of like stalled out because I was staring at the same yeah. four walls all the time. Yeah. And so finally yeah. getting out of the city and getting to right back in Nashville with my people down there, it was like that's awesome. I told you before we started, I probably went down there and I wrote like half a record just for ignorant guitar yeah. shit because that's what I want to do right now. And uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you sort of exert that energy. Bro, and that's what it needs to be right now. Uh, and here's yeah. the funny thing too, because one of your records you produced recently was one of the things that like piqued my interest during quarantine and got me back mm-hmm. into guitar mode. And it was Hello Exile. And I'm, I'm looking and, and just by the oh. way, Fuck you dude. for that record, dude. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. That's just, one of my favorite records I've ever done. Just looking at your slate of what you've done even recently between Menzingers, and this is like the funniest shit to me. Like you're doing Bouncing Souls, you're doing your uh the fucking Code Orange record, which I was talking yeah. to uh, Sarah Parker from WMMR on this podcast not long ago. Yeah. And she said that's the only thing she can listen to right now. Like that's her shit. Like <laughs> that's first amazing, off, bro. Your yeah. your slate is so all over the place. Like, and I mean, it all yeah. has your your kind of like I don't know your touch to it. But like, what is it like working with so many different artists and doing so many different Dude, things? Yeah, you know, that that's that's what that is why I do this. 
You know what I mean? I do not like being a genre specific person. Yes. You know, I, I always tell artists, I've told artists from, since I was, a, since I was in high school, yeah. I was like, I'm, I am not a sound guy. I have no, I, I don't give a shit about how it's going to sound. It's going to sound great. I know yeah. it is. You know what I mean? But I'm not a nerd about that. Yep. I want to be a song guy. Yes. So I don't care what you sound like. I don't care what the genre is. My thing is a good song is a good song. That's why Miss Lauren Hill worked with me. That's why, and that, then that's why Title Fight worked with me because they know I just cared about the product, not about them fitting into a scene or fitting into a genre. People don't come here for a studio for sound or William yeah. Sound. That's not why they come here. They come here. My goal is for me to join their band, to join their process and make the coolest songs. That's all I'm trying to do. I think I think I'm falling in love with her, dude. I really do. Like this is <laughs> this is <laughs> like what we, this is what we're we bros. fucking talk about, though. And so many people get locked into having yeah. to. And I think it's more we pay a lot of attention to like what's going on in the rock world, or if you're talking the rock world, like yeah. looking at Spotify charts and shit like that. And everything just happens yeah. to be so either non sequitur or it's so genre specific, and it bores me. I just yeah. want to make good songs. Yeah. That's, look, when I listen to the Menzingers record and I listen to songs like Anna or like America, you're yeah. freaking me out. Like. That could be in any genre. The song itself is yep. so well written. It's so about the song. It is about the song, man. And like you listen to something yeah. like Code Orange. Like, how can you take yourself yeah. as a producer and say, like, okay, that's a good song, even though I don't really know what's being yeah. said, and it's such it's such chaos. And then you go to more of a pop formatted yeah. thing, like like songs like Anna. Like, is is that odd for you, or is it just something you love to dive no. into? No, no, it's that, that dude. That's what I live for. I live for being able to do whatever. Obviously, you know, I love working on pop formulaic song or not that just like more pop centric songs right that's what i grew, grew up on but i also love experimenting yes. so my goal is to make the best experience within a song and code orange those guys taught me so much you know they they pushed me i pushed them back the yeah. goal was to get the craziest experience with this record and we did man and then there's there's a few songs that are definitely they have huge courses. So we built yeah. the songs around the huge courses. Uh, uh, um, Autumn Carbine, you know, you know, for, for one, you know. Um, I mean, dude, I think, of, was to I, just, I think of a band like uh, Violent Soho that I've seen you work with. And you're yeah. talking about a, yeah. a violent, per se, band, like something that's fucking yeah. <laughs> an audio attack. But at the same yeah. time, come with these choruses that you're like, holy shit, this actually makes yeah. a lot of sense. Like, I love yeah. the fact that you can put that together. And I feel like my, my big thing is I try and tell my, like the guests on the podcast, like what I appreciate about them. And I feel like you yeah. bring the absolute best out of everybody that you work with. And I want you to know, Dude, I really you. appreciate that as a listener. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot, man. That's all. And that's all I'm ever trying to do. You know, I, I like leaving a record knowing that we, we straight up did the best we could. And I feel that confident every single record that we couldn't have done a better job. You know what I mean? Like, like this is this is these are the best batches of songs that we could possibly do. That's my goal. You know, I want to leave tired. You know, yeah. Yes. I, I always equate things to sports. I always equate things to sports. You know, what same I mean? here, bro. And I was like, I, yeah, I like leaving all on the field. I like knowing that I tried everything and I exhausted everything in a creative way. It should yes, feel good while, while while it's happening. But but I just want to make sure that that we tried everything and and you know that's that I, I'm fortunate enough that we stuck to it. And I work with a bunch of artists that are that inspired to be down for, for the ride. I bring this up all the time, but like when we leave the studio after say like a 14, 15 hour day and yeah. you just leave and like, cause you're doing it the next day again and the day after that, by the end of that stretch, yeah. you should have no serotonin left in your body. When you, yeah. when you done, <laughs> like, it's the way I come back when yeah. I'm from tour, I'm sitting on the couch for like yeah. three days. Cause I am drained completely, but it's the yeah. best feeling in the world, man. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I do this every single day. And, then, and a lot of my friends were like, dude, well, you're actually crazy. I'm not that crazy of a person. I'm not a weird of a person, but they're like, yep. dude, the way you do, I, I literally do this every day yeah. from nine to nine. And I go home and mix, you know what I mean? I do it every single day. Um, but it's just what I was born, born to do, but it's, it's definitely, um, it's, 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 it's a stress, but it's a stress. It's like a drug, man. This, this, this it is, is my addiction. Hundred, you know what dude, I mean? The band's yeah. going to listen yeah. back to this, right? And they're going to be like, yo, that's exactly the same shit we say to you. Like, I am the person who, like, yeah. it's 24-7, 365. There's no fucking break. Yeah. It's gas pedal all the time. I got I got a question yeah. for you. So I was looking something up on you. And did you, you grew up on hip-hop? I grew hip-hop was my life, man. Hip-hop dude. was my life. That's, yeah. And yet you're doing it, Code it, Orange records. <laughs> it's just fucking you know, that, you know, that's that's why they're working with me. Yeah, that's why these bands are working with me. And and it's, it's again, I wasn't genre specific. I grew up near you know, hip hop was the first genre of music I ever fell in love with. Yep. And then I immediately got into like in utero. And when I listened to utero, that was like, all right, what is this? You yep. know, what is guitar electric distorted guitar music? Yep. But you know, uh, a chronic was that dude. That was my that that was what got me into music. Fuck yeah. the score. You know what I mean? Like dude, hundred like, percent. Th- th- those. I remember the score made me fall in love with music. You know, Chronic, like, it, it brought me in, but then the score, like, you know, it, it, it that, fucked me up, even when, even when I was a kid. So, yeah, yeah, I think people um, don't know that part about me because yeah. I've been so in this world. But the reason why Tuttlefy worked with me was because I was working with Lauren. I just wasn't working with these rock acts. I was yeah. working with Lauren Hill. I was working with other things. So they wanted something different. And then... Lauren Hill, Schooly D, like worked with me because they knew I could navigate through live instruments. So and it's you like played the cool drums dichotomy. for Schooly D, right? You played the drums for Schooly D. I played. Yeah. I, I was I was a drummer, bass player, music director. You know, we, we yeah. did a bunch of touring together. It was a it was a fun ride. I think Wait, it, here's yeah, the thing he, too. He, 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 I owe a lot to him. The, the thing for me too is people don't look at me or like hear with the music that I make and right away think like this dude is like a rap historian. I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah. Like I need to know yeah. everything. And the college, yeah. Yeah. I always say the college dropout was like. Yeah. The moment when I was a kid where everything my dad gave me yeah. kind of melted away and then the college dropout fucking yeah. warped my brain. Like what what was it yeah. like like hip hop wise? Like what was your transition? So you said like the chronic and, and the score and then like going through what, time. Yeah, I, I think um so so those two records are definitely the two most integral records to my background because those are the first two records I fell in love with, you know. Yeah. And uh but I remember, I remember in 2000, it was, it was 1999, the fall of 1999, Chronic 2001 came One. out. Yeah. And, and um, I listened to it and I, and still to this day, I reference it because it's still one of the best sounding hip hop records of all time. 100. Well, I mean, I still like, like I listen to Explosive in the car like once a week just because I can't yeah. believe it yeah. sounds that fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, that was transformative in, like, how do, not only were the songs great, it was a legendary record, but these sounds, you know, yeah. the, you know, just, just the feel of it is punching me in the face. Yep. I wouldn't do that with music, period, with drums, with, with rock music. With, you know, I was playing drums at the time. I was like, how do I do this with, like, acoustic drums, you know? So that really fucked me up. It, 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 it changed the game because now, even today, I try to make rock records hit you like that. And, and sometimes it's impossible because they're acoustic hits versus you know sampled process uh, uh samples right you know right. but you know that's my goal i want i want all my records to compete even if it's a freaking singer songwriter you know what i mean 100 uh, um, single vocal right i still want it to compete and punch like 
Chronic 2001 did, you know, when Dude, I first heard that, it. That is such a perfect, like, corollary because it's not always about, like, what you're bringing to the table. It's about, like, the structure and the punch of a song in itself. And, yeah. like, you're not always going to be able to yeah. get the best, like, the best technical sounds. But if you can make a song yeah. fucking hit you the right way, it's it just – If you can make it hit you, that's – hey, I, I just want all my records to touch the soul. Again, you know, you know, growing up on records like that, growing up on, you know, Nirvana records and Pixies records and Lauryn Hill records, Miseducation yeah. – all those spoke to the heart so quick. They yep. spoke to the heart. And that's what I want my records to do. I, I just want to speak to her soul. And that's, you know, Stevie Wonder records. You know what yep. I mean? I got into Stevie, pre- I got into Stevie pretty late. I probably got yeah. Stevie like when I was 18, 19. But Songs for Key of Li- in the Key of Life is probably Best top album. three favorite records of all time. It, it, you know? it, he's right. a guy too, like, it does not make sense that a human being could make something sound that way. It was like fucking psychedelic yeah. soul pop Motown. It was fucking insane. Insane, dude. Insane. What yeah, was the and, first and thing you yeah, what, I, what was the first thing you ever produced? And then what was the first thing you ever produced that you were like, holy fuck, like this is what I would like, this is what I want this shit to sound like. <laughs> dude, dude. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, re- I don't know. I think I, I, um, even when I was in high school, I would record my, my own band stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. uh, it, it was, I think a lot, it's, it's funny because in high school <laughs> and throughout college, nobody wanted to play in bands with me because, because I start, because I was such like a, not a control freak, but I had mm-hmm. a vision. Yes. I had no. a vision and I think, and, and then I remember what our manager at that time back, back when I was in high school was like, well, I know these guys aren't fucking you right now, but you make a really good producer. And I'm like, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? But um, so I was always producing, even when I was like 13, 14, when I was recording, you know, recording in studios, it was always me kind of wanting to kind of direct, you know, I never had, I never had the confidence or the direction of like, Oh, I'm a producer now. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I even have that today. I, I don't know. But my <laughs> thing is I just go into it and I just want to do the best we can. And, and so I never felt like a turning point, you know what I mean? Of like, oh shit, you know, I want all my work. You know, it's, it's not that, you know, I think even doing, you know, big, uh, which was a very big record for me, Floor Green, Title Flight, you know, eight years ago, you know, one of the most important records of my life. I thought I was ruining the band every step of the way. Wow. You know what I mean? I, I always, I always second question. I'm always, you know, I'm just like, damn, is this the best we can do? You know, every night I'm like, damn, is this the best take we, we can have? Damn, is this structure the right structure? Yeah. I'm always doing that. I, I do that on the record I'm doing right now. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm all, I, I stay up at night. So it's like, I never found this thing where I'm like, oh yeah, we did it. Uh, you know, this, this is perfect. I'm, I'm the, the most critical about myself. Yeah. Um, but I know that we're leaving all on the field. So yeah. I know we did the best we can, but yeah, I've never been a complacent person. Me neither. Say, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the record. This is my mold. There's, there's not n- none of that. That's yeah. why I, when a band like circus survive, who I've done six records, uh, like four, four records with, you know, they, every record we want to approach it differently. Turnover. Right. We've done four LPs and like three, seven inches. Wow. Every record we want to approach differently. Cause we, we just want to push ourselves. We, we, we want to grow. We, we, we don't like a mold. I don't like having a mold. So that's, that's, that's just how I roll. So I can't answer the second question. Even though I want to, it's just, I know. I love that. You know? no, but I think the thing I took yeah. out of that answer though, I really liked was the fact that you never like even considered yourself as a producer, even as you're going through, you get a Grammy nod, yeah. you're doing all this shit. It's just kind of like, it seems <laughs> like it's just like an extension of yourself. And then yeah. you just yeah. happened. You're like, you, you are becoming more and more of yourself as time goes on. 
yeah, that's it. I just do what, what I do. And then, you know, sometimes I'm very involved, you know, sometimes I'm just capturing in the best way. Sometimes I'm writing, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like whatever it is, whatever I need, whatever I can contribute to make the song the best it can be. That's what I do in any room. And Dude, if you, you don't like that, you know, when I'm at <laughs> no, I, that's the shit that should happen <laughs> yeah. though. I've worked with so many producers uh, over the years, just like working my way through. And I've always yeah. been more invested and I spend so much time talking to the producers that aren't as passive. I want somebody to come in there and say, we can do yeah. that better. We can do that better. You could rewrite yeah. that hook. You could take that pre-chorus out. Like yeah. I don't want somebody to sit back there and engineer more than, than produce. Yeah. I want you to get in there and fucking make this song the best it can be. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. when you're, That's when you're, when, when you are producing, right. And I, and I wrote this song down because this was the first thing that I heard from the Menzingers that I was like, Holy fuck. And it, it was a, uh, after the party. Yeah. When you guys are in the studio yeah. and you're listening back to that, is there ever a moment when you're yeah. like, because I always talk about this, like, I always wonder if, like, Dr. Dre, when he was listening back to, like, uh, Forgot About Dre, he's like, yep, that's a hit. Like, when yeah. you heard after, after the party <laughs> for the first time, you're like, well, yep, that's one. There we go. Put that on this fucking scoreboard. Um, I, I felt that way with Lookers. Okay. I felt that way with Lookers. I thought, I thought when we recorded Lookers, I was like, this is going to change the band's career this right. is gonna this is gonna this, this is, is gonna catapult them in it in, in and which i think it did in, in a different way and oh, you it know, did. <laughs> um after the party uh i knew it was a special song mm-hmm. i i i honestly underestimated how well it was gonna connect with people you know what i mean That's but what always happens, i knew it was though, a special dude. song it's yeah. always the song yeah, you I knew didn't expect track. to work. That like, it's always like the fucking yeah. seventh song on the album when people hit you up and be like, "Yo, that's that shit." And I'm like, yeah. I don't even think about that song. But randomly enough, it just winds up being the song. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, I, I love that track. I love do that you, track. Do you yeah. spend a lot of time like as far as like mentors go? Like, I don't know if like men- mentors you work with or different like artists you worked with over the years. But do you have a lot of people that kind of I don't know you go to and you bounce ideas off of? Like, if you're working on a, a record for a band and you're like. Hey, so and so, listen to this and let me know what you think. Or are you more of someone who you're you're totally locked in with the band in the room? Oh, I'm I, I, I'm locked in with, with the artists in the room. But uh, that being said, when I finish something, when I rather you know we we have a rough of, of something, I, I have I have a, I have a uh, kind of uh, my inner circle yes. of people. You know what I mean? People that I trust to say, "Yo, dude, this rocks. Do you like this?" You know, and usually. I'm not that far off from people. It's almost like I just need kind of confirmation from people Absolutely. that I trust to say, dude, what you're doing is right. You know, and then if they if they say, dude, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's usually confirming something. It's rather confirming how great it is yep. or confirming my issues with it. And that right. and that and, and uh but but usually, man, I'm very confident on how I feel with stuff. You know, right. when you write a part, you know, I was just working with with a singer who just left and he was saying, you know, it's like other guys that he works with. If, if they say they don't like something, you know, he doesn't take them seriously because he doesn't trust that they see the vision, the end yep. goal. When he hears it from me, he knows I have the end goal in mind. So right. he trusts what I have to say. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I trust myself. I trust, I, I'll bet on myself to anybody else around me. That's Fuck my goal. Yeah. I'll bet on myself. So, you know, and if some, if one in a hundred times it doesn't work, yeah. I'm good with that other 99. You know what I mean? So, you know. I feel the same way too. Like if I'm ever in a room writing with people or even with the band, if I come up with something and I'm like, I know that this pre-chorus is that shit and that's going to lead to something better. Like I have to really trust somebody for them to say like, Hey, like, I don't know about that. And I'm like, I think I might know. But then like, if someone like you comes (laughs) along and they're like, yo, honestly, you could cut that fucking second verse in half. I'd be like, you know what? You're, you're probably right about that. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, I, I never, I never come at a, um, I never come at an idea without offering my idea. 
Right. So if I say, you know, it's like, here's A, here's B, let's listen to objectively. Yes. Listen to objectively, which one is better? You know what there, I mean? There is absolutely so nothing worse in a creative scenario than someone just saying no, that doesn't work, but not having anything to contribute to the conversation. Having, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We had yeah. a situation in the studio. We were doing pre-production like a month ago, and our drummer, Jimmy, because Jimmy is my songwriting muse. I don't know. Like, he's the guy I go to, and I say, like, what do you think yep. about this idea? Yeah. And he, and he goes, nah, I just don't like it. And I said, I literally just like gripped yeah. him up by the shirt. And I was like, yo, <laughs> you better come with a fucking idea. If you're going to like, don't fucking yeah. come with me unless you have an idea. Do you consider yourself yeah. a songwriter? Like, are, do you write songs? Oh, you- oh, 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 you can, you can look at my credits. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, glo- I don't gloat about, about it. You know what I mean? Cause the thing is I write rather than when, when I do stuff by myself. Yes. I, I do consider myself a songwriter, but I also write a lot with bands. I love you know that. What I, mean? I and, fucking and, love and that. I write with artists. And that's the thing. I don't need to be in the limelight for people to say, Oh man, Will did this. Will did that. Will did dude yeah. fucking as long, as long as the band knows and long as, as long as the songs are great yep. and fucking the checks are right. You know what I mean? Yeah, then fucking exactly. it's all, then, 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 then it's all gravy, man. But yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's one of my, I think, kind of you know why a lot of bands artists work with me is that they yeah. know i i contribute compositionally um to hooks to whatever to the songs you know what i mean you know um i co-write a lot with most of the, of the artists that i work with and, and i fucking that. love that and that's the thing too i think that's something that in our area in philadelphia it's it's almost like it's not known that that's part of the process like until you get to a yeah. higher echelon when you're in places like nashville yeah. it's everything is a co-write you're you're going in to write with people yeah but when I hear about people doing that up here, I fucking love it because it just makes songs so much better. It's more than one. I mean, that's why. That's why I, I remember. I remember. Um, I remember growing up and I went to this like this music conference around here. I was like, I was like thirteen maybe, <laughs> and someone was like, Philly, especially in the music scene, they're like the fucking crab uh, buckets in Chinatown. Yeah. Where, where when one gets to the top, Pull the it other down. one clamps it down. Yep. Whereas they just work together and get out of there. It's almost 100%. like that movie Invincible, where it's like your home, your neighborhood homies don't want almost like they have this that has this like stigma seeing you succeed. And it's like, yo, if we all just work together and yep. fuck the egos, yep. we can do whatever the fuck we want, man. And we can accomplish any, anything, you know. So I like using resources around me and I like people using me to make the coolest shit we possibly can. Bro, per capita, like just like for natural born Philadelphians, because I'm not going to count Nashville or L.A. because those people aren't from there. They're all transplants per capita. There is no more fucking talented place on earth than Philadelphia. And I will put that up against anybody, anybody. And there's so many. Look at look at all your pop pop artists. They are picking band members from philly your philly gospel scene you know what Bro, i mean you, you think you, about you, Ar- like, Ar- arnetta johnson the fucking uh, the, yeah. the she's unbelievable she toward beyonce you don't even think yeah. about it there's so many people that come out of yeah. here and even people who leave and, and they don't necessarily give the love back to their hometown but i think about someone like amos lee who was teaching in fucking high school yeah. in philly till he was like 32 Re- recorded here yeah, fucking, day, you, know, yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like i've yeah. always loved to watch people succeed out of here and then yeah their places but sing the praises of where we're from and that like that meant so so the the reason why i am the way i am is because of the the environment that i grew up in you know what i mean so you know yeah it's a a lot much respect to philly i'll tell you that well dude it's we're also hard-headed and we also have fucking thick skin you ever work with someone who doesn't have thick skin it's the worst (laughs) experience ever no that's the worst i i i don't don't do that (laughs) i don't don't enjoy i don't enjoy that Yo, you get yeah. in the studio with somebody and like I can look at my boys and just be like, yo, that sucked. But you say that to somebody else and yeah. you see them retreat into themselves. Like, I don't know. Like, because yeah. you obviously have a lot of people come in from other areas to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
what what is that like? Because especially you are in Kanchi, so you're just like slightly removed from the city too. Yeah. Like, is it like almost like an adult camp, like in a weird way? Like you have people just staying with it, you. It is. It uh, again, you know, it, it, I like creating our own bubble, and we're in here for four, five, six weeks together, just <sighs> us. We eat together. We fucking we write together. We we make music together all day. We drink together. We we party together. Um, it's it's our bubble and. And the thing is, man, I, I, I like to think I vet out the artists that I work with pretty well. Yeah. Just because I love an artist doesn't mean we're meant to work together. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work that way. If, our, if we don't have chemistry and, um, and, you know, and if it just doesn't seem like we benefit from working together, I can just be a fan. That's yeah. cool. I accept 100%. that. I, you know, I meant to just be a fan of this artist, you know, but most of the time when we get together and, they, uh, uh, and, and we just vibe. We're gonna say, oh man, we, we can vibe with each other. We're gonna get something out of each other. That's most of the time. That's you know? what it is. Yeah. It's 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 not yeah. like a what can you do for my career kind of a thing. It's more of a like, how yeah. can me and you pull something magical that's out it. of each other? Yeah, that that's that's the goal. And if it and if the other artist or the other side isn't down and and their agenda is different, yep. that's cool. You do your thing, I'll do what I wanna do and yep. what I wanna feel with someone else that wants to feel the same thing. You yes. know what I mean? So yeah. Dude, and, and I mean, you're doing it, man, because I just listen, like everything you do, I, I, I wind up getting some short, sort of emotional reaction from. And I want you like, because that's awesome. not Thank a you, common man. thing. Like, that's really not because yeah. everybody's searching for that. Everyone is searching for that. Yeah. And it's just a matter of it's right producer, right artist, and then making the best song yeah. possible. It's a, yeah, it's a, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what something sounds like to someone or if it becomes like a huge hit or how yeah, successful yeah, yeah. something is. As long as it touches the soul, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I care about. Yeah. What do you think your greatest strength as a producer is? I know this is like my, a fucking my, like job interview question. Like, what's your biggest weakness? Yeah. What's your biggest like? What is because I like I think like I can say it from my perspective. Like as a songwriter, I think I I write in like in, in really good pop formats, and I think I can write a great chorus. Like as a as a producer, yeah. what do you do the best? What do you pull the best out of somebody? Like, is it more um, on the technical side I, or? No, no, definitely on the technical side. Uh, again, that's not where my investment is. My right. investment are in the songs. And I think my biggest strength is my objectivity. I like that. I, 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 I will tell any artist, like, dude, if I have an idea, if I have a new hook and someone says, oh, Will, that's cool, but I actually wrote something too, I'll be first and say, yup, that's better. Yup, that's better. And, and, then, and then you know what that does? That when I actually do feel like mine is better, they trust it yeah. because they know that I'm objective. And that's the thing. Everyone has great ideas. Yeah. Everyone has great, great ideas. But how you kind of navigate through and, and pick what you use is all about being able to be objective. And it's I think about that's, the my, death, that's my It's about the death of ego. It's, it's literally about the death of the yep. ego and just being able to go in there yep. and say, I'm just fucking releasing myself into this creative environment and then seeing what the best thing is. It doesn't have to do with me. Yeah. It's not the Colin show. It's not the Will show. It's the fucking yeah. squad. I, 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 I always, I always tell bands when they come in, I, I, I'm naturally lazy. I don't want to do anything. I want the songs to be perfect. You guys yeah. come in and say, yo, let's just record. Let's go. Yeah. Let's just party. It doesn't work that way nope. because, you know, because I want it to be great. I want the songs to be fucking perfect. And that's where bands trust me and artists trust me is that I'm, I, I'm able to have this like, 
uh, unbiased look and an unbiased attachment to the songs. And I think that that's so important. It, it wasn't always like that. I, I you know, you know, like everyone, everyone has a sense of ego and everyone has a sense oh, of yeah. attachment. I've, I've, I've worked, you know, try to work really hard in, in you know, the last decade to kind of let go of an attachment to something and always know that, dude, there's always going to be another idea. There's always yep. been an idea. You know what I mean? So let's just, let's just chase down the best ones. And yeah, if it's your idea, if it's my idea, this dude's idea, Colin's idea, whatever, let, you know, whatever it is, as long as it's the best thing, that's how we're all going to fucking eat. You know Bro, I mean? it's it's so funny too because like this has been such a point in our band and it's something that I've openly admitted in interviews and just to the band themselves. I'll look them in the face and say this. When we were in college first starting out, it was the Colin show. I wrote all the songs. I put all the music yeah. together. It was like show up and do your job. But when I yeah. look at it, there, we're a six to seven piece band depending on the circumstance. And yeah. when I'm in a band with someone like Erica Ruiz, who also sings in the band, yeah. who is touched by God with this amazing voice and I'm not letting her... <laughs> yeah her do her fullest like live to her fullest potential then i'm an asshole and i'm I'm hurting the band yeah i like three years yeah. ago i took i just fucking looked myself in the mirror i killed the ego and said we're doing this as a group and yeah. it's been so beneficial and to hear you say i like yeah. the fact you admitted that you've worked on that like you you've gone through the process yeah. of like thinking it's the will show and then surrendering to the creativity like that's fucking amazing dude yeah yeah, and, and that that's again, it's a, it's a team effort. It's so cliche, but with everything, sports, whatever, you know, it's, it's always a, a team effort and, and getting the best out of everyone in the room. That's that's, okay. that's it, man. That's it. Easier said than done, but it but, is, but well, I, it's worth it. You can put yeah. together an all star team. I mean, the Yankees payroll is like $400 million, but if uh, if yeah. the team doesn't vibe and there's a coach that doesn't yeah. get the most out of everybody, you're not going to, you're not going to get there. That actually leads me to Absolutely. the end of the interview here. I always ask five random questions. Uh, just kind of a way to, for people to get to know you as the, on the way out the door. Yeah. Um, and the first one I was going to say was what is the greatest moment for you as a Philly sports fan? Oh, oh my God. The, the 08, uh, parade. There you go. Where where were you? Where were you? Dude, I followed, I followed the parade. Did you? I followed the entire parade. <laughs> you know, dude, I'm a, di- you know, my homies know, I think some people that, that caught a few interviews know, I, I'm, I, I am. I'm not saying the biggest, everyone says they're biggest, but I'm a very big Phillies fan. Dude, you know, I man. actually have, I have the world's largest Philadelphia Phillies game use equipment collection in the world. Like Dude. that's, that, that's, that's an actual, that's an actual stat, you know? You uh, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the more we talk. Yeah, I have a couple more- options. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I played a year and a half of baseball at Westchester University. I caught, I was all awesome. sitting in Philly yeah. at, at Archbishop Ryan. Hell yeah. And I, I worked for the Phillies uh, in college. At, oh, hell yeah. I, I coached their kids' camps. So I would get to yeah. go. And awesome. this is like 2011. So Chase Utley's still on the team. Ryan oh, Howard's cool. still on the team. Raul Golden Bonas, era. Gr- yeah. Golden era. Yeah. I was at City Hall. Uh, I was like, 15 i was shit-faced drunk and then i took the train back to work in the afternoon at texas roadhouse in ben salem as a host amazing yo I, that, i've been that yeah i've been that i've been at texas roadhouse for sure shout out, shout out to texas roadhouse dude back in the day job uh, shout out sec, second no. question what's the first album you ever bought Ooh, first album that i bought with your ever, own money myself, with your own money my yeah. own money was the third boys and men record um Ooh, the, the one with one with four season of loneliness damn damn I, i'm forgetting the name of the record it was, doesn't uh, matter you have the one after two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah we are so lucky that they're from here because i don't know that there's ever yeah. been a more vocally talented group in the history of america no no they were the they're the, probably the most perfect 
uh, boy band. You know what I mean? And, and they're way more, they're worth more than that, but they're the original, you know what I mean? Like uh, just they're, they're so skilled and go, being from Kappa, they went to Kappa, you know, bro, that's the Philly. craziest shit. Um, it, it really yeah. is. My cousin yeah, went I, to Kappa, I'm bro. looking, I'm looking at their platinum record right now. Cause Phil, my mentor, yeah, tracked, yeah. Um, the first two records here. I'm looking at the end of the road platinum record right now. Bro, she so had yeah. the Phil Nicola. I have a great Phil Nicola story actually. Uh, yeah. our saxophone player, Will, he's in a group called Darla that, uh, Phil. Produced. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Will, Will is us Darla's and Darla. Awesome. Darla's fucking dope. So Will awesome. Shade, yeah. uh, he asked us to play this festival. Um, this is like two years ago or whatever. And we're, we're going up more yeah. sound checking before and Phil walks up and I know, I know Phil's legacy. I know who Phil yeah. is and, uh, yeah. we're sound checking and, uh, our drummer, Jimmy has a, a drum pad next to him at SBD just to fucking get sounds for the set. And Phil's talking to me, right? He's in the middle of a conversation. And uh, Jimmy hits this one fucking clap on the drum pad. And Phil stops. And he just goes, yo, don't ever use that sound again. <laughs> like, legitimately, dead middle of the That's conversation. That's shit. Yo, dead middle of the conversation. Oh. I, was just, I, we, I was like, yeah, dude. Like, I love everything you've ever done. He's like, yo, don't do that. <laughs> All right. So we're That's taking, amazing. We're taking Battered and Blue out of the set list because we need that fucking clap. But Neil's going to... Uh, all That's right. amazing. Oh shit! I can't read my handwriting. Uh, holy fuck! All right, I, I'm just going. I'm going for it. Oh, name an artist you want to work with that you haven't worked with yet. This is a, a bucket list thing, dude. I get that. Yo, I get that question a lot, yeah. and, and I mean this. I mean this very, 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 very seriously. Is I, I only want to work with people that want to work with me. Yeah. So, so I, you know, there's, there's a bunch of, fa- yeah, I have favorite artists, but I've worked with a few favorite artists, you know, and, and again, chemistry might've been perfect or whatever Yeah, is that I don't care. Again, my favorite feeling in the world of making music, no matter who it is, is this feeling of connectivity yeah. and we, and we're, and we're literally hugging each other by 9 PM saying, Oh my God, we just did the best thing. It could be the smallest band I work, band I work with. It yeah. could be Panic the Disco. It could be Lauren Hill, 100%. whatever. It's, it's all the same feeling to me. So I, so I, 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 I've told my manager to not chase bands. I don't care. I don't want that. I want yeah. people that, that find me to, uh, to they want to work with me. And that's why I want to work with them, you know, and that, and that's, it's like, it's like this interview we're vibing because we both wanted to do this. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? So 100%. that that's makes the best, that's what makes the best relations. And you know? I, I even like a record you did for Kara Kara, uh, out of Philly. I, yeah. It, oh, I love Kara. Yo, yeah. that fucking band, that record, that EP is really fucking cool. I was listening today this morning yeah. when I was driving to go for a run. I was like, this is fucking dope. Oh, uh, we're, and, yeah, we're brewing. We're brewing on some new stuff. I, I love that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, if there's one, because like, I always ask this question to producers, like, if there's one artist, like, in your mind that you're like, okay, they're really good. I like what they do. But if I got my hands on them, yeah. the shit we would make would be fucking ridiculous. Like, I, like, I, w- I would love to work. <laughs> yeah. like, for me, like, I'm interested in, in artists. Like, I, this is such an easy one, but Pharrell, I just love what Pharrell yeah. does. And I would just love to just yeah. one fucking time get in a room and just say, like, yeah. okay, let's just see what comes out of this. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, honestly, there there was probably one band that I felt the way growing up, uh, especially in my teens, um, uh, and it was Quicksand. 
You know what I mean? I thought they they they're one of my they're one of my favorite bands growing up, and and uh, they stopped making records in '97 ish or whatever. Yeah. And um and and I made their comeback record in two in 2017. See, so that's that, fucking so that, that sick. Was, that was a buck buck, and I never chased it. That's the thing. I was okay being a fan of Quicksand for the rest of my life, yep. just being a fan. Um, but yeah, and same thing. You know, the bass player he plays in the Deftones, and it's like kind of similar thing. You know, you know what I mean. So it's like people like that. That I, you know, I don't know if we connect, but then when we work together, we fucking connected. You know what I mean? That's what I appreciate. That's what I appreciate. It's not until we have a conversation where I'm like, yeah. I have to work with this guy because I'm a fan of music. I can just yeah. listen to it and be a fan. But 100%. when I vibe with someone and say, Colin, yo, we got work. We got to do a track together one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's 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 that that's that good shit. That's what I live for. We know? do we. By the way, we do. I'm, I'm saying that right now. We yeah, let's fucking do it. Do. Let's Actually, do it. I'm, I'm fucking let's dead do serious. It. Yeah, this is not a joke. Yeah, we're talking about this. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> alcoholic beverage? Woo. Um, Here we go. My, 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 my I'm, I'm a big cocktail guy. Um, but, but my favorite drink, I think my favorite thing to ingest into my body in the world is a, is a Caipirinha. It's a Brazilian Caipirinha. It's a, it's the national drink of Brazil. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's my favorite, not much just my favorite cocktail, but it's my favorite liquid there what, is in, in, on earth. What is it? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, so, so it's found in Brazil. You know, I, I fell in love with it when we were touring in Brazil with, with Lauren Hill and, um, it's made from, uh, like a sugarcane rum called cachaça. Oh, uh, and I always pronounce it oh, fucked up, but yeah, who gives it's a basically, fuck? yeah, yeah. Mu- muddle fruit is so fresh. Muddle fruit. Uh, a little bit of sugar and just a rum to the top. That's it. And it's and it's the most refreshing thing. It's the best thing. It's this the best thing. It that, sounds like like, uh, like a sugarcane rum, old fashioned in a weird way. Like it's yeah, fucking- yeah, 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 yeah. It's yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. It, it it's it's a special cocktail. It's a special Bro, I, drink. I know what I'm bringing to fucking studio for. I can tell you that much. We're fucking <laughs> drinking Caprias all day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, and then and then last last question I guess would be, and I always ask this is the last question, but like, what's the plan for the rest of the year? Like, you fucking bogged down? Are you are you, are you kind of spaced out now? I, like, what's your deal? No, I I am bogged down. I think you know this year, you know, back in April, the silver lining for me was like, oh, maybe end of the year I can like chill, and it just never turns out that way. So so we're working you, on a you wouldn't want secret- it. You wouldn't want it that way. <laughs> yeah. Don't lie to me. Yeah. We're, we're working on a pretty kind of secret record right now that'll probably take us into about the end of the year. And then we have a few, another, uh, I won't say who, but an, another Philly comeback bum, bum, type of thing. You know, fucking you know, keep that, that on the that down low. That we're working on. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got a lot, we, we got a lot of special stuff um, uh, in the works, you know, got a lot of stuff for the label in the works, you know, we had just signed um, an incredible label uh, band to uh, my label with Electra. Um, and they're called Orson Wiles that we're going to be oh, dropping sick. soon. So, I mean, oh, so, fuck. You're with, yeah. a, you're with Electra? That's dope. Because it's you yeah, know, your yeah. label situation, it's Black Cement and it's uh, Memory... Memory Music. Memory Music. Memory Music. So, yeah, t- two different things. Two completely different things. One's an indie that I, that we I do with my partner, uh, Tim, and my manager, and that Run For Cover, we kind of partner with Run For Cover on it. And oh, then dope. the other thing is a major is a major label uh, um, subsidiary called Black Cement that we do with the Electra uh, Music Group. Bro, you're you're a fucking monster. I fully enjoy this, and I really I really feel like like you you go into some of these and you don't know what to expect. And uh, this was everything I hoped it would be and more. Oh um, yeah, I'm glad. Bro, before we get out of here, one more thing too. So Wendy Rollins hit yep. me up last week, right? Because she she posted oh, something Wendy. about. I mean, Wendy's like family to me at this point. She's we stay yeah. with her in Atlanta and shit. She uh yeah. 
I posted something about you coming on and she hit me up. And this was like a little bit, or I hit her up after she had posted something about a yeah. song you did. And I was like, yo, will yeah. you have coming on the podcast? And she was like, her exact words were like, yo, you motherfucker. I was going to ask him to be on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah. yo, I don't think this is like an exclusive thing. I'm pretty sure you can do better. Yeah. yeah. And then when I was in, Na- <laughs> when I was in Nashville, I saw she dropped the episode and I, and I was about to hit her up and be like, yo, motherfucker. What the, <laughs> like just mess with her. But she's the best. Yeah. You know? It was, yeah, she's the best. They're very different. The two podcasts I tell you are very, very different. Yeah, so, Wendy, uh, Wendy's a more yeah. subdued human being, but she's also much more well spoken than I am. So I, I give Wendy all the. She's definitely super well spoken. Yeah, yeah, she she's she's, she's awesome. But uh, this is this is definitely different. It'll be a different, different energy for sure. Fucking yeah. Will Yip, it's been a pleasure, man. Until next time, all right. Fuck yeah.